0: Podcasts are wonderful. I'm your host, Greggy Hocksteller, and this week we're going to be talking about "I Was There Too," featuring Matt Gorley, Doug Benson, and Eleanor Gourley. Uh And they don't number their podcasts, so I can't give you the number. I'm the only person that that matters to it all, but I do love to say what episode number the podcasts are. But enough of that, uh, because we have a great guest here tonight with us. Uh, you know this man as the 16th president of the United States. Uh, he was a great, uh, I mean, I, I led with the, the presidency, but he also was a representative for the House of Representatives and did a lot of things to build the Republican Party, uh, and he was a, a theater lover as well. Uh, please welcome to the show, Abraham Lincoln.
1: Hello, people.
0: Hi, Abraham. Welcome to the show. I'm I'm so happy to have you on here. Uh thanks
1: for having me, Greggy.
0: Oh yeah, no problem. Uh you were born in Kentucky, right?
1: Yep, Kentucky. You know, it wasn't great. It was pretty bleak uh area. I had a rough family life. Moved over to over to Indiana after a while, but you know, still kind of was shitty, honestly. It was it wasn't great.
0: And then you ended up in Illinois. Uh was that better?
1: Yeah, you know, Illinois was a little better. People, I guess, lots of people living in Illinois, but all all I wanted to do was study the law, and I got to do that in Illinois. So I guess that that helped.
0: Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, you studied the law. You actually became a lawyer. Uh, you're you're a lawyer. I mean, you still are, of course. Do you do you get to use your law degree anymore? I mean, do you still put it to good use, or?
1: Yeah, I mean. Not as much as I'd like to. Like, my favorite thing to do is just curl up by a fire with my cat and read a law book. I mean, that is heaven to me. And I don't really have time to do that anymore. I was never really into people so much as writing and creating great arguments, which I do still get to do a lot, which is a huge part of being a president.
0: True. We'll get to the presidency for sure. So you're more about studying the law than like actually getting out there and getting your hands dirty, suing people or defending people or any of that, huh?
1: Yeah. You know, it's it's really not about the people for me. It's, um, it's more about just intellectually and um, logically what's right. Where do we draw the line in certain respects? So just really using common sense as well as uncommon sense, you know, um, more sort of high level thinking here. So that's what I like doing.
0: Big brainiac is what you are.
1: You know what? I'm a bit of a bookworm. I'll admit it. <laughs> I just, I like, uh, I like having my nose in a book and I like just using my old noggin.
0: Did you ever have any big cases as a lawyer that, uh, you'd like to tell people about, or was it all just, you know, studying?
1: You know, I had a few good cases here and there got my name out, you know, and that was great. I I really enjoyed being a prairie lawyer, really, you know, there, there weren't that many people in what was considered the West at the time. So I wouldn't say they were big cases. They were more like, um, you know, kind of local cases, but I got my name out there. And um, that definitely helped me later on in my political career.
0: Yeah, because then you got elected to the House of Representatives. And uh, you were in the Whig Party back then, but then you eventually became a part of the the Republican Party. Was that a tough decision for you?
1: You know, it wasn't a tough decision. I just made a pros and cons list, two lists, really. You know, the pros won out for moving over to the Republican Party. And honestly, every decision I've ever made is kind of like that.
0: So like the cons for the Whig Party was like, Sounds had, like the thing people wear on their heads.
1: Yeah, and they would make us wear wigs too at our meetings. It was. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it was pretty embarrassing. Um, you know, I'm not a fancy man. I don't like to dress up, and I'm I'm quite tall and already pretty unusual looking. And they would make me put funny wigs on, and then they would laugh at me. And you know, I just wasn't. I wasn't into it.
0: Plus it would interfere with that stovepipe hat you would wear.
1: Oh yeah. I do love a stovepipe.
0: So yeah, it sounds like they make you wear wigs in a hundred years. No one will know what the heck we're talking about. It'll be totally out of the the picture.
1: That was in the cons for the wig party was it's really going out of fashion. You know, Mm -hmm. I I could see that trend really going downhill. like, they just didn't have the numbers they used to have all the cool young kids were going towards the republicans anyways
0: yeah and you were always like big on the trends like you were super into like railroads and uh not owning people's property and all these crazy things that oh, yeah. other people weren't as into but you were like on the forefront of those that stuff
1: you know i i always like to keep my finger on the pulse of youth culture and they, those kids were like no slavery and they were all about those trains. Um, so I jumped aboard if you know what I mean.
0: So was it just different back in those days or uh, were all the young people so obsessed with railroads because they were, you know, maybe on the spectrum we would say today.
1: You know how nowadays if you're watching late night television, you can buy a dvd that's just all about jets like cool jets doing cool tricks and stuff and the blue angels and well back in the day that was trains for us it was like they were just so fast and so cool all of the like really bro-y kind of guys were down with trains like They all wanted to be train conductors or have their own train car or whatever, or even own their own train line. I mean, that was really huge amongst the, uh, you know, upper crust. So I think um, they were just like fast and metal and like all of the, all of the dudes wanted to somehow be involved with trains.
0: I would love a, a stunt train DVD today. Like go really fast has a steam whistle. I mean, you couldn't do jumps or anything because that would derail it, but...
1: But they could probably race each other, you know, if there's two tracks next to each other. and (laughs) um, There could be cool tricks where people are, like, jumping from train top to train top.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good idea.
1: If someone hasn't made that, it needs to be made.
0: I wonder if a train was going really fast and you you put like a runway on the top of it if a tr- if a plane could take off from a train and then be going really faster because it had taken off from a moving train
1: man greggy you sound like one of these cool kids you're just <laughs> like heavy metal that's all you're about right
0: oh absolutely i love metallica they rule <laughs> you went from congress to becoming the president of the united states of america is it hard Which to be the president me. oh really
1: yeah, I mean, I I thought I was pretty unpopular I, when I won. I put in the work, which is I th- that I think that's why I won. But mm-hmm. I was really unpopular for most of my life. Um, so yeah, it really surprised me to become president. And you know, it
0: was really hard. I would imagine because, I mean, like normal presidents have a pretty rough time of it as it is. It- it's it's a uh, hard work lots of long days and uh not a lot of vacation time but i mean when you go to war especially when you're going to war with um some of the other states in the country that you're the president of that's really got to take a toll
1: yeah my country was ripped in twain and i it hurt my heart to be honest but I had to hold fast and try and, you know, keep the country together. And again, not a popular decision. I mean, believe it or not, people did not like the fact that I was trying to keep the South a part of the United States, mostly the South. They didn't like it. (laughs) So I think um, I just went back to the old noggin and I just did what I had to do. And what I thought made the most sense, you know, Mm -hmm. they had most of our agriculture, they had our cotton, you know, it would have been a blow to us to be separated from the South. But more than that, it was sort of pride, I guess, in my my country. I didn't want it ripped apart.
0: Yeah, you were like, when I was elected into office, the United States had, I don't know, like, 18 states something like that i don't know i don't know my history that well you know how what, many, honestly how many states I, was it?
1: I i don't even remember i mean it's <laughs> it was like it was yeah, a while ago Eighteen, twenty, something like that
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you were like when i leave office i wanted to have the same number of states or more if possible
1: oh yeah i was like we should be increasing the number of states in this union not decreasing it, you know?
0: And you still think that's the case, don't you?
1: Yeah, let's keep going. I mean, let's get parts of Mexico. Let's get some of Canada. Let's um, acquire more of these islands. They're cool.
0: Yeah, and like Puerto Rico, stop with these votes and stuff. No more sitting on the fence. Just be number 51 already.
1: Yeah, let's just do it. I know people like round numbers, but I don't think that's reason enough to... uh, not just soak up more and more states.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, getting back to the Civil War, um, you were against this this slavery thing. Why was that? What, what's what's so bad about the slavery thing?
1: You know, that's a good question. And oddly enough, not that many people ask me. <laughs> but I really think what it is is two things. Actually, people don't want to not do their own thing. That's number one. Great point. Yeah, exactly. Like, so if you really oppress someone and put them down, they're eventually going to do whatever's necessary to fight back.
0: Yeah. It's like, just let me do me. Okay.
1: And the second thing is I hate hypocrisy. And Mm. we wrote, you know, not not me, but our, our forefathers wrote so much of that constitution in language that essentially was like, you know, everyone's free and everyone has the right to happiness or whatever. And you're a hypocrite if you say, well, you know, we meant some people, not everyone. And, and that's really what... Because, you know, I'm a real stickler for... Semantics and and rules and that sort of thing. So I was just like, you know, this isn't right. We really just need to cut with this bullshit and get everyone on board with the freedom.
0: That's a great point. Thank you. I totally agree. Slavery was bad. Now,
1: (laughs) well, I'm glad you finally agree with me, Greggy, because you know our conversation before this podcast. You were really digging your heels in. And I, I'm glad you you see my side <laughs> of the argument now.
0: Hey, it's that that debate training you have. Uh, you really changed my mind.
1: I'm a I'm a great debater.
0: You're a master at it. <laughs> so when you finally won the Civil War, uh, did you talk a lot of shit to the South? Or were you were you magnanimous about it?
1: Oh man, it was so hard because You know i'm a i'm a pretty mild guy pretty mild mannered i'm not really puffing up my chest i'm not high-fiving everyone and i wanted to do that so badly when we won i was like oh just i wanted to like run around the white house high-fiving everyone just like i don't know breaking stuff i just was so pumped but i restrained myself i thought I really need to keep up a good uh, appearance. So I just screamed into a pillow, got it all out of my system, did a few air fist pumps. You know, Mary was there. uh, She was the only one that saw. But other than that, you know, I just kind of kept my composure. And um, every once in a while, I would mutter, suck it. You know, I wouldn't really say it out loud.
0: (laughs) Just kind of under your breath. Yes. So yeah, you mentioned her that Mary Todd, huh? I don't know.
1: She what a was looker. I have to say she was she was wild. She was a crazy <laughs> lady. And so you know what that means in the bedroom. She was she was You're into some, in, right? Yeah, yeah. She was into <laughs> some weird good stuff, you know. Um, okay. yeah, um, and, yeah
0: let, let me tell me some more about that. <laughs>
1: I'm a gentleman. I'm not going to go into too much detail. Oh, <laughs> Abe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, she was one of these ladies that was just hot and cold. But when she was hot, she was really, really hot. <laughs> um, and then later on, we found out she was actually literally crazy. But, you know, <laughs> her, so- her prime years were quite prime.
0: Awesome. She was crazy, huh how did you find that out?
1: You know she was doing these things where she would freak out and start trying to pull her hair out only because it was like, "Oh, women don't have a whole lot of say. No one's listening to me around here, and she would just freak out, pull some hair out, get get frustrated um what a
0: lunatic
1: yeah, it was it was really crazy and then. You know, she was like, oh, I don't want my children going to war. And like, (laughs) you're, you're doing, she blamed me for everything. It's like, you know, what am I supposed to do? It's like destroy my country or send my kids to war.
0: So did you have her committed or what? Jesus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She went and lived in an asylum for a little while. And then I had a little bit of a bachelor life. uh, But unfortunately she did pass away soon after the asylum.
0: Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. You're a congressman from Illinois. Uh, a certain Barack Obama is a congressman from Illinois today, or was it before he became president?
1: Mm-hmm. See, I'm, really- I'm a trendsetter. I that's was following true. the trends back then, and then I ended up creating some myself.
0: Uh, does that really count, though, since he was born in Kenya? <laughs> You know, well, uh, you were born in Kentucky, so
1: yeah. So you were I mean,
0: born in Illinois, uh,
1: essentially, I, uh, you know, Kentucky was like the K- Kenya of my time, <laughs> it was, you know, so far out there, it was wild. I mean, people were like saying really rude things to me actually about being born there and like wanting to see my birth certificate, and it was like. It was, you know, a whole mess. But honestly, I just took the high road and was like, not, not really listening to any of the hate.
0: They wanted to see your social security card. Those didn't even exist yet.
1: Yeah. It's like, security. how am I supposed to show this to you when I, there isn't social security?
0: Yeah. People just don't think. That's the problem.
1: No, they don't.
0: You were a big uh, supporter of the arts. You really loved to go to the theater and stuff. Uh, what was your favorite play you've ever been to?
1: Our American Cousin was my favorite play.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, but, you know, I really can't say that anymore. It's, I, I'm not going to go, you know, I'm not going to go dark here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's, uh, it ended up being kind of a bad night for me.
0: Yeah. And now you're all about, Uh, Rent, right? That's your favorite show.
1: Yes, I love Rent. And you know what? I also really, really love Stomp and like Blue Man Group and those kinds of shows. Oh, okay. They're so clever and just fun. It's just a good time. You know, it's like you're not thinking too much.
0: Yeah. When you go to the theater, you want to just go and, you know, be amazed by what's out there on the, on the, on the stage. You don't want to be thinking about, you know, actors having guns on them and all that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I don't want to get, I'm pretty jumpy these days. <laughs> you know, I, I will not go to Cirque du Soleil. That's a little too much for me, but a nice seat that's far away from the stage and seeing those, uh, blue men just bang on some, some drums and, splash paint all over the place it's great i just i love it i i really just want something light
0: yeah and that kind of brings us to the the present day uh i mean you did all that stuff in the past made a lot of history uh but nowadays you're you're kind of semi-retired aren't you uh now that you're not president anymore
1: (laughs) yeah i am you could say i'm in full retirement now oh okay Yeah, just taking it easy. I listen to a lot of podcasts, actually. Mm -hmm. Try and do uh, the crossword, go for walks. Yeah, just trying to stay busy, you know, and and, um, I still love a good law book, too, I have to say.
0: Yeah, and I don't mean to blow up your spot. I'm not going to mention your uh, usernames online or anything, but I know... You do like to get on like Reddit and stuff like that and do a lot of arguing with people about the big issues these days, don't you?
1: I mean, that's the best thing about the internet, isn't it? Like you can really, really just keep going, keep arguing, never let up, you know, even when it seems like it would be a good time to stop, I can just find a new angle of attack and keep going. And no one's going to be saying, oh, you're you're funny looking, you're tall, you're gangly. <laughs> like, there, it has to be purely a written argument. It, it can't be an attack on my physical state.
0: Plus, unlike debating in real life, you don't actually have to get in close to people and, you know, actually talk to them. You can just do it all with a written word.
1: Oh, yeah. Which is I, really
0: good for like a big introvert like you.
1: Yeah, I, I love the fact that if I didn't want to, I would never, I'd never have to see another person again. <laughs> I I order all of my groceries online. I I get my cat food delivered online, but yeah, I get to do all of my, my arguing online. I get to, you know, listen to my podcasts, which are pretty much, you know, audio only plays, which I love. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's really great. I'm, I am a bit of a hermit, (laughs) but you know, it's, that's the life I want to
0: live. And you're a big cat guy. How many cats do you have and what are their names?
1: I have five cats. Um, It's uh, Pickles, Florida, little, (laughs) Little Tallahassee, Jemima, and my favorite, Mary Todd.
0: Oh, that's so sweet.
1: It was a nice tribute, right?
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And you've got two Florida-based cats. What is that about?
1: Um, it's a little joke <laughs> because Florida is kind of a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> but um, these, these little cats, I found them on the street. They were so dirty and just little scrappers and just really funny. They were just really funny. And I just they reminded me of Florida. And I just I like the name Florida. And I like uh that rapper Flo Rida. So I was just like, this, this fits, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And I heard you named Florida, Florida, because of uh his panhandle, if you know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, I'll just say he's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So what does the future hold for Abraham Lincoln?
1: I think I'm just going to wander. I think it's about time that I started my own blog. I think it's been coming for a while. And uh, instead of just going on to Reddit and stuff, I feel like I need to create something, you know, instead of just commenting on everyone else's creations.
0: That is a great idea. I would love to read that.
1: Just my musings, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like your favorite records and your, your movies that you love. And
1: Oh, yeah. I will definitely have a movie review at least once a week, you know?
0: And then you can hash out the big issues, too. And this is going to be great.
1: And I'll talk about what those clowns in Washington are doing wrong.
0: <laughs> awesome. I can't wait to read that. So is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we get to the podcast?
1: No, let's dive right in.
0: Okay, great. This week I was supposed to have my friend Anastasia Vigo on the show. And it was going to be awesome because it's been a real sausage train the last few weeks in this place. It's been a long time since I had a lady on the show. And I was really looking forward to having Stas on. But, uh, unfortunately, she was not able to make it. She had some female problems, if you know what I mean. You know, institutionalized misogyny and sexism. She was dealing with that all week. You know, having to deal with getting paid 75 cents on the dollar and all that. So she wasn't able to make it on the show and that made me really sad but instead I got this pretty famous president of the United States on so I was happy about that uh, when God closes the door he throws a ball through the window if you know what I mean and it really worked out so thank you God and thank you Abraham Lincoln and I'm sorry Anastasia and I hope I'm saying your name right and I'm saying it weird on purpose Anastasia I wish I could like roll that S or something but I don't know how you can follow Anastasia on Twitter at Anastasia Anastasia Vigo nothing really to report in this section of the show this week please rate and review the show on itunes follow me on twitter i'm at the uh, you can m- be my friend on facebook if you want there's a link to that in the description all that stuff so thank you for listening i really appreciate you for listening and i would love it if you told a friend but even if you don't what the hell what am, what am i gonna complain about oh no oh only one person is listening to my show not two people yeah fuck me right that's stupid now i'll leave that part out but anyway thank you for listening I really appreciate that. I think you're cool and I think you're nice. And I think you probably smell nice as well because I think you probably are aware of showering and do it with a great enough frequency that you don't smell bad because you own a phone or a computer and you have to pay those bills. So you probably know how life works for the most part. And I put a lot of faith in you, listener, to be able to do these things. I think you're worth it. I think you're living up to that trust with a (laughs) plumb. So this section is really dumb and I'm sorry that I made you listen to it. Uh, bye-bye. Here's the show again. Grandma, I can't tell you what a nice uh, thing this is for me able to be able to talk to you about this. Well, it's my
1: pleasure. It's my pleasure. I have so many fond memories of my long time with your granddad.
0: Yeah, he and all wonderful.
1: all your kids and some just a wonderful family.
0: And you guys were married 75 years. Seven
1: little over 75 years. We were working on 76. That's incredible. Yeah. All so, right. uh it's uh, i have a full bank of precious memories
0: <laughs> well you're the best and here's to you and here's to grandpa and thank you so much for talking about this oh with me. it was my pleasure
1: matt i love you
0: i love you too <laughs> now let's go get some cookies
1: okay right. good
0: bye-bye so this week abraham lincoln and i listened to i was there too featuring matt gorley Doug Benson and Eleanor Gourley. and I was there too. Is a podcast where Matt gets people who have had some sort of a role on a a big movie, maybe not necessarily box office wise, but in the pop culture uh, landscape. Or plenty of you know box office smashes have also been covered on the show. But uh, so he gets somebody that you you know you wouldn't think of as the star of the movie, but to come on and tell what their experience was on it. And I think he gets really interesting stories that way. And uh, Matt Gorley is a national treasure and I love him very much. And this podcast is amazing. And it's one of your favorites, isn't it, Abraham?
1: Yeah, this is this is definitely one of my favorite podcasts. I you know, as soon as it drops, I try to make a point to listen to it. And, you know, as you said, hearing the sort of little stories and like background information that Matt's guests talk about, you know, in relation to these like big well-known movies. Um, these are just, these are great stories that no one has heard before that you, you don't get to hear very often because everyone's going to, you know, interview the stars and the, and the director of the film and not the background players. Um, or the, the small role actors, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great show, and I can't wait to talk about it. So let's get right to my notes. Uh, of course, I knew that you were going to be on the show because we have this, this email chain mm-hmm. back and forth about it. Um, so I apologize in advance because now that I'm reading this question, it seems a little uh, insensitive to you and your past. But uh, the question is, have you ever been squibbed?
1: I have. Yeah. I mean, I I thought everyone knew this. But yeah, it's squibs are cool. They're fun. You know, you get the feeling of a gunshot wound without actually having to endure a gunshot wound. Um, the only problem, though, with a squib is sometimes it does kind of hurt. Not nearly as bad as a gunshot wound, though. So...
0: And you have experience with uh real gunshot wounds, so
1: yeah, they suck it's not good it's <laughs> It's no fun
0: you're able to compare and contrast, yeah what do you think about the modern practice of uh just using c g i for all of that
1: sometimes i'm I think it they can pull it off, but I think for the most part, I prefer. I, I don't know the technical term for it, but, you know, real effects. Um, oh,
0: like practical effects.
1: Practical effects, that's what it is. I, I I enjoy practical effects. I feel like they definitely come off better on uh, on screen. You know, when you see, even nowadays you, you can see CGI smoke and it's very obvious. You just, it takes you completely out of the story of the film. Yeah. Um, While well, if you see a squib go off, most of the time, you know, if it's done well, you can't tell, and it looks great. Um, and, <coughs> excuse me, I think uh, more, you know, more squibs should be used. I know it's not cost effective, but it looks better. And, I, you know, I have to say, though, how adorable is it that Matt Gourley loves squibs? You know, you, he, he has this childlike excitement when he talks about them.
0: Yeah, it is really great. I hope one day he gets his wish and is actually squibbed himself.
1: I hope so, too.
0: And you're right about, you know, practical effects being a lot better a lot of the times. Like, did you see that Jurassic World? Oh, oh my yeah. God. The CGI and that thing. I I know it costs more, but they should have just put out for some real dinosaurs for that thing.
1: You know, maybe maybe I'm just nostalgic for the, you know, first Jurassic Park film, but. It really, I watch it every like at least once a year, um, probably more, and um, it holds up. There's some bad CGI moments, but for the most part, it looks great. Um, that T Rex head is scary, and um, you know, Jurassic World's just not going to hold up the same way,
0: yeah. And before all you listeners send me emails about it. I know dinosaurs are extinct, so it would be hard to get a real dinosaur in the movie. But the movie friggin' lays out how you make a dinosaur now, so just do that. Exactly. Ugh, that's enough. I hate my listeners. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, listeners. I love you. Send me all the emails you want. <laughs> so have you ever been paid to dance?
1: No. Well, paid in kisses. <laughs> <laughs> But not not money, no. I've received no money uh, for dancing. But I, you know, I'm an awkward dancer. I think that's why. Um, I think uh, I'm tall. I don't fit with many other people. But, you know, I guess uh, Doug Benson wasn't really a dancer either, and
0: he was paid. Yeah, it could still happen for you. I've never been paid to dance either. Uh, you know, I answer all these these calls for – exotic dancers but then when i get there nobody ever wants me to actually do it um, oh people no are real welchers on in that in that regard
1: greggy i would love to see your routine
0: are you gonna pay me in kisses i mean
1: yeah in kisses
0: <laughs> great then we'll do it
1: okay great
0: how long did it take you to set up your website
1: uh, well, I use Squarespace. So it wasn't that bad. It was pretty easy, actually. Um, mm-hmm. It was about a, a week with some technical help. I had a, a young man come help me.
0: And that must have been uh, really good for you to get the word out back when, in your campaigning days.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, in those days, it was more about shaking hands and boots on the ground sort of thing. But I, I also kissed a lot of babies. Uh, which mm-hmm. was weird. It's I, it's like, why would that win you an election? It doesn't make sense. But in the end, it was the website that won the election for me. Um, as I mentioned before, I, w- I was not that popular, you know, so uh, I just had a, I had a good design team.
0: And you were a trendsetter. I mean, you were way ahead of the way ahead of the ahead of the game on that one.
1: Yeah, I I think, you know, people didn't even know what the internet was. Al Gore says he invented it, but it's like, dude, we've had it for a while.
0: (laughs) That guy, don't even get me started. Global warming. Oh, my God. Um, It's pretty hot this summer, but it was cold in the winter. Come on, Al.
1: Seriously, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I am a Republican, though, so (laughs) I would not toe the line when it comes to global warming.
0: Um, how long would it take you to get over standing next to Harrison Ford?
1: I, I loved Star Wars, and I will always kind of think of him as, as Han Solo, but I have to say he's so intimidating uh, as just a person in interviews and stuff that I don't think I would ever actually get that close to him.
0: True. He's kind of a Hollywood grump. He's a
1: grump. It's true. And, you know, people called me a grump. So coming from me, that's that's saying a
0: lot. I kind of preferred Indiana Jones to Star Wars. Really? Yeah, because I kind of like that old timey stuff. I know you're all about the future and everything. Yeah. But uh, I kind of preferred that over space lasers and the Romulans and the Kardashians and. Um,
1: I mean, I, all
0: that stuff.
1: I I I love the metal. It's like trains. Planes, spaceships, give me that metal, and I, I'm i gaga for it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And you're a fan of Metallica as well, aren't you?
1: Oh, oh, I have been into them since, uh, <laughs> since their first album. And before that one guy got killed in the bus accident.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been on board way longer than me. Um, I, we did happened to me on Reddit uh talking about Metallica yeah. because like I said before, I am a huge Metallica fan. Right. But um I, I kinda came on board with the band after that documentary they did, uh Some kind of monster. That just made me really connect to them, uh see them for the great guys they are. And I mean that's uh, that's pretty that got recent. Me on board with the music. Yeah, it is really recent and I haven't listened to all the albums but I did listen to all the songs that were in that documentary, and uh, I just love them.
1: And we did agree that um, the, their album Ride the Lightning is, is quite good and, and still holds up.
0: Yeah, I agree with that 100%, and I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> What's the best 3D movie you've ever seen?
1: I have to agree that it's Captain EO. I, I've never seen 3d as good as that since then and and you know maybe my memory's foggy, but I do remember um, when Angelica Houston's like she like grabs for something at one point and her fingernails come out at you and it it looks like she's going to scrape your face it it was incredible I, I really enjoyed it and um. You know, nowadays, honestly, I'm not that into 3D. When I when I see it, it's kind of boring. It's like, it just looks like a plane. You know, you're like, you're watching a play, actually. And it's like, I could just go watch a play if that's all this is going to be. Yeah. Like, why not give me a little bit something extra um, if I have to wear these dumb glasses?
0: It's funny how... You know, you become accustomed to things so fast because the first movie you ever saw was that train coming at you and you jumped out of the way. Right. And then now it's like there's 3D movies and all this stuff, but it's just so blase. You're like, "Eh, who cares?
1: That's a really good point, actually, because that that movie with the train coming at you, it felt 3D even though it wasn't. It was a 2D image. So, um, yeah, it's like the first time I ever saw film like a a moving picture, it just blew my socks off. And then, you know, after decades and decades of that, it's like you kind of need a little bit more and a little bit more. And, and captain EO also had the butt pinches and stuff like Matt Gorley mentions. (laughs) So, um, you, you actually got a, a full experience from it. Um, all the, all the senses, except for taste, were involved. So it was quite nice.
0: It's funny. I've never been to Disneyland, uh, but I did go to Disney World in Florida when I was a child. And I think the first 3D movie I ever saw was there, which is kind of a weird coincidence as the Captain EO was like th- such a good one. But I definitely remember like trying to grab things that were coming at me and stuff like that when I saw whatever movie... I'm. I i do not think it was an actual movie. I think it was some kind of a, like a sh- a short presentation or something like that. Uh, Interesting.
1: I wonder what it was. It it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like another movie, like the Honey I Shrunk the Kids experience or something like that.
0: Yeah, it could be something like that. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, and I haven't ever done the research to try to figure it out, but I do you see annoying,
1: 3D. So. Do you see 3D movies now?
0: Um, well, sometimes that's the only showing you can see, but, yeah. uh, if, if I have the choice, I tend not to, unless I've like heard online that they actually shot in 3d or whatever.
1: I really go to movies so much to, as a form of escape, like I want to escape, uh, my life and go see a great story, get sucked into another world and sometimes I feel like 3D today, it really breaks you out of that and puts you right in your seat and makes you think, oh, I'm just watching a movie. I'm not being sucked into
0: this other world. Have you ever been kidnapped by a dog or any other kind of animal?
1: Well, my five cats do keep me home a lot. They're a lot of work. Florida and Tallahassee need medication regularly. And... Um, you could say it's a form of kidnapping, even though no weapons are
0: involved. Do they ever get you with those claws?
1: Oh, yeah, they get me. When I'm giving them their pills, you know, they don't really like it. So, And sometimes my hands will be all scratched up and I'll say, oh, you know, it's my fault. You know, I scraped my finger on their tooth or something. But really, they're they're scratching me and biting me up.
0: I've never been kidnapped by an animal. uh to be honest, I thought that question was really ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but I just put them on. I, I put a lot of these questions on here just in case, you know, we get a one in a thousand story and it yeah. works out a lot, like a surprising amount. So I, keep uh, Griggy,
1: that. I feel like it would be very easy for an animal to kidnap you because they would debilitate you with their dander.
0: Yeah. All they would have to do is like, just show up if they have fur, And I'll do whatever they say so long as they, you know, get out of my face. Right.
1: I mean, we shouldn't be telling animals how to do that.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to edit that part out because just in case there are any free animals out there listening to podcasts.
1: Good idea. uh,
0: What's the longest you've ever been stuck in a makeup chair for?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, When I was giving the Gettysburg Address, they really wanted me to look good. So uh, my handler's. Probably put makeup on me for about an hour um, after realizing that they couldn't really do much with this this ugly mug, you know? So um, they just put that stovepipe hat on me and sent me out there to give my
0: speech. On my wedding day, of course, my wife wanted to have a theme wedding. And so I had to get made up as that one weird octopus head guy from Star Wars. Uh, he says it's a trap, but there's like uh, lots of pictures of that on the the internet.
1: It's Admiral Akbar. <laughs> Greggy, yeah. you really don't know Star Wars, do you?
0: Uh, well, it's the octopus head guy. That's how I mean that's how it's captioned in all our wedding pictures. Well I, I think it, it was a copyright thing that we had to go with that. Oh, I see. And of course, she got to be Leia Skywalker. And I was very jealous of that. I mean, that was my first choice. But she said, since she's the bride, she gets to do that. And then um, my best man was Doctor Who. Um, And then her maid of honor was... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My mind is blanking now.
1: You know, there's not a whole lot of... Uh, good female characters in sci-fi. So, it's yeah.
0: I mean, was, was she like Chewbacca or something? Um, she was actually uh, Daryl Hannah from Splash.
1: Oh, that must've been that, that, hard not... <laughs> to walk around in, you know?
0: Yeah, because um, she recreated the bathtub scene where mm. uh, you know she's in the bathtub flopping around with her mermaid. Um, legs and so we we had to push her around on this wheeled bathtub all day and I tried to say to my wife why do we have all these different you know movies or whatever in together why don't we just pick one Mm -hmm. we're Star Wars guys let's just do all Star Wars but uh, she had written this story where all these different paths had crossed and so she wanted to bring that a lot to life on our wedding day. So we went ahead and did that. So getting into that octopus man co- costume, uh, I think I was in there for four hours. Wow. Uh-huh.
1: So so the theme of your wedding was your wife's fan fiction?
0: Yeah, that was the theme.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. And I've talked about my wedding a lot. Um, you know, I, I talk about leading up to it and all that kind of thing, but I've never yeah. actually spoken about um, the theme aspect of it. But, I mean, I um, think
1: it's a great idea. I mean, she sounds like a creative, beautiful woman.
0: Yeah, she's really creative. Uh, if you made a podcast with your grandma, what would it be about?
1: My grandma was a hard old crone. I mean, she really—if—if if, you know—if she was going to give you a bath, you would just lose several layers of skin. You know. Um, I remember she didn't have any teeth, uh, and she, she just was really not someone you should mess with. So I think podcast with my grandma, I'd probably talk to her about good uh, ways to mush up food when you don't have teeth. Like mushy food recipes is what it would be.
0: Oh, okay. I got to say, I think that would be... A podcast I would give a 10 to. It sounds great.
1: Oh, oh, wow. Well, maybe we'll do it.
0: <laughs> she's still around?
1: Oh, yeah. She's still kicking.
0: I don't know what podcast I would do with my grandma. Um, I've kind of been kicking around this idea of reviewing adult movies uh, for a podcast. But with your grandma? Like the- <laughs> well, that's the only idea I have for another podcast. So I guess I have to go with that because I can't think of anything else.
1: <laughs> you would probably learn so much about your grandma uh, things that you would have never ever learned otherwise.
0: Yeah, and vice versa probably. Oh yeah. And I think the tension there <laughs> but you know, having to discuss that with your grandma um
1: I actually watched um Silence of the Lambs with my grandmother and there's a lot of dirty stuff in that movie. You know, it's it's pretty rough. So But I feel like we bonded uh, through watching that movie, and in the end, we're a lot closer for it.
0: So yeah, I think this is going to happen. I can't wait. Yeah. So how did you get your nickname Sluggy?
1: Oh, that's a really funny story, actually. So as you can imagine, I was horrible at sports. Uh, But I was so tall, and everyone wanted me to be – on their basketball team and i just i was so awkward i like couldn't really i was so uncoordinated you know and um so i i really couldn't run very fast everyone was always i was always uh um missing the ball when when people would pass it to me so i was so bad at sports that everyone would punch me as hard as they could after every game uh, you know, slug me. And so that's why they called me sluggy.
0: Oh, that's a rough story. You were bullied a a lot as a kid, weren't you?
1: Yeah, I was. I, I was a funny looking kid. I had huge ears, like a weird, uh, shaped face. I was just so tall, stuck out like a weed. And I, you know, wasn't the most charming person in the world. I, I really was like a serious fellow.
0: You were like, guys, leave me alone. I'm going to be president someday. And they were like, yeah, right, Abraham.
1: Yeah, and they would throw dirt on my law books. I was reading law books as a kid, too.
0: Uh, well, that's kind of asking to get picked on if you ask me.
1: Yeah, I could see that now. But, um, you know, I just, I just love the law.
0: <laughs> Kids can be so cruel. They can. Uh, my nickname around the house is Micro... But I don't want to talk about where that came from.
1: I bet there's a story behind that, but I'll, I'll let you keep your privacy.
0: Thank you. Well, that is all the questions I had this week. Uh, before we get to ratings, is there anything else you wanted to say about I was there too?
1: Uh, yeah, I just I can't stress enough how good this podcast is. I, It's um, it's. Not only very interesting subject matter, uh, but the little sort of additions that Matt Gorley puts into it. For example, his cat made an appearance in this episode. He interviewed his grandma, which is adorable. I I just, I really think that um, this is just a, a fun, charming, interesting podcast.
0: I agree. So let's get to ratings so we can give them a numerical score to let them know about that. so So On Podcasts Are Wonderful, we have a 1 to 10 rating scale where 1 is the worst and 10 is the best. However, I love podcasts so much, I think it would be a crime to rate a podcast lower than an 8. Um, Rating a podcast lower than an 8 is like, you know, taking a look at their and comparing it to the average size of a and the rest (laughs) of the world and then making a big hairy deal about that and making fun of them all the time, every day. And um, that's not the kind of thing that children should be doing to their father. And also, in the same vein, people should not be rating podcasts lower than an eight. Right. So what would you give I Was There Too, featuring Matt Gourley, uh, Doug Benson, and Eleanor Gourley, uh, keeping in mind that if you say lower than an eight, I'm going to be really angry at you.
1: Well, uh, I would be angry at myself as well um, because I, I can't go any lower than ten. I'm I'm going ten out of ten.
0: That's a great score, and I absolutely agree with you. I also give it a ten, and I think uh, like pretty much I think all of the episodes are worth going back and listening to, and I think people should do that.
1: I think maybe the only problem I have with this podcast. Is that sometimes I, I want to see the movie before listening to the episode, um, so it would be nice to know a, a little in advance what the movie is going to be. But so far, I've actually seen all of the movies except for one, um, hmm. which I just you know quickly went and saw and then and then listened.
0: Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Um, I often do that with podcasts for Wonderful. So far as I know, nobody actually listens to the podcast beforehand, but uh, maybe somebody (laughs) does. So it's not that hard to do. So, Matt, come on. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's just I love you.
1: (laughs) He's a he's a gem and and a real treat to listen to.
0: One of the best. And also he does that show Super Ego. And if you're not into Super Ego, you need to be because it's amazing. It really is. Can't wait for a new one. Abraham Lincoln, thank you so much for being on the show. And listeners, thank you so much for listening. Um, is there anything else you'd like to talk about, Abraham, before we wrap it up?
1: No, I'd just like to thank you for having me. And, um, and I'm a big fan, so it was a real honor to be invited.
0: Oh, man, I am a fan of yours. Uh, your presidency, um, you know, the slavery thing, now that I, I got my head wrapped around that.
1: Yeah, I'm glad I, I brought you to my side of the argument there.
0: Yeah. Your posts on Reddit, everything that you've done, I am I just love it all. Well, thank you so much, Greggy. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast with me. I love you. I, I love you, too.